heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. The word that we want to begin to ask ourselves is how many coincidences could there potentially be uh, when we see the unraveling of uh, the American society or republic here? Uh, I mean, I ask myself that all the time. You know, when you see one of these catastrophic events happen, you say, okay, and then one after the next after the next. I'm speaking, and you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm speaking of, of course, the COVID-19 coronavirus, uh, China virus special, whatever you want to call it, the handy-dandy virus. I always refer to it uh, with you on. I think we know enough that we know this is much more than has been shared with the American people. So, And then, of course, you have the election 2020, a historical election that has certainly gone down into the record book. uh, And that is still being unraveled as well. There's a lot to discuss there. And then let's look at January 6th, the Capitol riots and all of that. So, again, any of these on their own is a massive story. Combined, you begin to peel this thing a little bit more and you start to see the sudden interest in the media, uh, the oligarchs, both in social media and the mainstream media, have all of a sudden found where Wuhan is on the map. Absolutely amazing that they could do that now. And now we're ready to talk about where did this come from again? <laughs> At one time, remember, you couldn't even say China virus. And still you can't in a lot of areas. They will block you or throw you off or what have you. But Likely we are being bamboozled and uh, our job is to get to uh, some sort of conclusion here and understanding what's really taking place here. Welcome in here to the voice of the nation. This is Malcolm Aloud here. And uh, uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago, you heard me on Viewpoint this Sunday, uh, talk about connecting the dots in these areas. And we had Mary Fannin on that. We had a a, a very uh, terrific conversation. We got a lot of feedback on that. Uh, Mary will join us today on the program at some point a little bit after as well. But we also have some other very interesting uh, players that will be on with us today. Uh, Up front in the program, you you will hear from U.S. Army Colonel Lawrence Sellen. We'll tell you a little bit more about him in just a moment. Also, another voice that we've talked to uh, many times before, but a great voice, another patriot, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney will also be here on the broadcast now. My goal is to make this extraordinary the the next couple of hours with you. We're not going to waste your time, but I want to get to some of the points and draw some conclusions and uh, try to turn the lights on a little bit. Now, of course, you got to remember, anytime you turn the lights on, the cockroaches run like hell. So that's probably the case here as well. But we'll uh, we'll try to grab them before they hide too much. huh? Uh, A few things to consider here as we open this up now. And... uh, you know, you see the destruction of the middle class and what's happening in America. You see what's happening to our energy independence. You see what's happening with China and our economy here. Uh, and the need and the desire for China to want uh, the world uh, uh, supremacy, global supremacy, if you will. Uh, they they want to be the only game in town, it seems, or at least that's the feeling we've had for them for some time. And we were talking about China, not Russia. It was never Russia. We were talking about, even as the uh, 
political machine in D.C. Uh, did that. Uh, we were on China, knowing that they would be a problem. And this I'm going back a couple of few years now. The, the evidence was clearly there. So a few things to ponder for yourself here. OK, just put these thoughts aside here. But think about this. Could the CCP, that is the Communist Party in China now, uh, the CCP virus, maybe, yeah. Uh, could that have been the catalyst for a coordinated effort by anti-American adversaries to begin a massive takedown effort of the most powerful nation on earth? Now, that's a big, bold statement to put out there, people. That's a 50,000-foot statement. That's a hell of a statement to make. But what do you think? Is that possible? What's the potential of that? I mean, we knew it was going to happen someday. Are we just, again, are we living in that historical moment of time? Is that what's happening, right? The CCP, did they need this in order to help facilitate this whole election fraud? Speaking about, you know, well, whatever happened in 2020, I mean, I don't think anybody has any real comfort with feeling that was the best safe and secure election. And we have, uh, you know, we, we know what the conclusion legitimately was. I mean, all signs point to, as we pointed out before, it was the removal of President uh, Donald J. Trump from office. And, and that's that's not a guess or a theory, people. When you look at what they've done over the four years of the administration, there's not one day that Trump got up in the White House and you could just visualize him putting his, you know, yawning. You wake up in the morning and say, oh, it's a beautiful day in America. I've got nothing to be concerned with. Well, no, he had everything to be concerned with. They were always after number 45 from before he got in the White House, before, before he got in there. The Oval Office, I mean. So you draw those conclusions over those four years and you have to begin. Those those fantasies that they had uh, did not go away all of a sudden, you see. And China, they certainly wanted Donald J. Trump the hell out of D.C., for sure. So how does all that fit in? As well as the January 6th Capitol event and all of these things that have happened with the, the Marxist groups and, you know, we, we know what's taking place there. So now you have some context here of what I'm talking about, and I'm going to leave it right there. But think about all of that, please. OK. All right. And now let's let's get into it and peel this thing a little bit more here. Uh, I want to start and talk about China and talk about COVID and what has taken place there. And uh, very pleased to have on here U.S. Army Colonel Lawrence uh, Sellen joins us. It's also Dr. Sellen as well. He's a uh, uh, physiologist. Uh, uh, He's worked in the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases, uh, served in Iraq and Afghanistan, actually, as well. So knows a bit about this. Um, Colonel Sellen, it is a pleasure to have you here with us on The Voice of a Nation here. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you, Malcolm. All right. So let's uh, let's start at the well, well, it's good to start at the beginning here. Now, we're here on the sudden interest of Wuhan. Uh, Fauci has been square dancing with the American public from the beginning. It's hard to follow where he's at, but we do know he he's heavily invested into Wuhan and the gain of function. That is all now coming out and being exposed. There's a lot that's not being talked about still in the media circles on this thing. Uh, I report, let me just share with you, because you don't know this, uh, Colonel, but Back in early 2020, we were all over this at America Out Loud. Let me be sure that you know, I didn't wake up yesterday and thought I could have had a V8. I mean, we knew this thing was a biological weapon and we reported on it actually in February, March of 2020. And of course, the early signs of this were in November-ish 2019, when we started to get the vibe that some sort of a weird virus was circulating all over in China. 
and they started to batten down the hatches there. Not the world now, just China. Take us from there forward in the beginning there. What took place, please? Well, um, I think the, the one most important thing I could relate to your audience uh, is that uh, COVID-19 was made in a laboratory and it was made under the supervision of the Chinese People's Liberation Army. Uh, we really have to stop debating that issue because uh, China would like to prolong the narrative or the, the debate uh, as to whether it came from nature or it came from the laboratory, really to avoid responsibility for what they did. Uh, now, uh, from here, we need to uh, connect the laboratory origin of COVID-19 to the People's Liberation uh, Army. And I'd like to explain uh, something about the structure and organization of their biological warfare program. There's a lot of discussion uh, in the news about the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, now, first of all, uh, there is more than one Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, but people need to understand that it is really only one part of a much larger uh, biological warfare program being in, conducted in China. And it, it exists at, at three levels. The first is a core secret military level. Now, layered on top of that are China's universities, research institutes, and also some uh, medical companies. Now, people need to understand that in China, there really is no difference between uh, civilian and military research. And, it, and it's not me saying that, it's actually the Chinese Communist Party because they mandated that in their uh, 13th five-year plan in 2016. So you have this middle layer of, of Chinese universities and research institutes, and they are the connection uh, internationally. So they use that, even though it's, it's, it's as military as it is civilian, they use that to uh, tap into uh, U.S. virus research programs, and they've been doing that for now 30 years. Uh, I like to call it uh, uh, scientific chain migration, but the PLA officers started coming over during the Clinton administration in the 1990s, and what would happen is they would invite other PLA scientists or CCP scientists to come into the labs in the United States, and uh, they have accessed a, a huge amount of, of knowledge and skills and even research funding that they brought back uh, to, to China, and, and much of it has gone into their biological warfare program. Now, what we believe at this point is that uh, a bat coronavirus was used as a backbone. Uh, now, China, uh, the in particular, the People's Liberation Army has had a huge program in collecting viruses, not just in China, but internationally. And in one institute alone, the veterinary, the military veterinary institute in, in China, they've collected over 9,000 samples of different viruses, which they, you know, essentially store in their research institute and study. So first of all, they have this vast collection program of viruses, and then they select uh, the most likely candidates that can be used as pathogens and also simultaneously run a parallel program for vaccines to pr pr protect themselves. So 
uh, this candidate virus uh, needs to be of a, of a certain type. And when we think of biological warfare, we often uh, think of something like nuclear warfare, where you, you know, drop a germ bomb and, you know, kill most of the planet. Well, it doesn't work like that, actually. China has a much more sophisticated uh, biological warfare program where they develop what one could describe as, as destabilizing or debilitating or economic biological warfare uh, agents. And uh, COVID-19 is, is actually an example of that, something that is highly contagious, uh, but fairly uh, low in lethality. And one of the most important components uh, or elements of that uh, type of biological warfare agent is what we call plausible deniability, that you can say, well, it wasn't a biological agent, it actually just came from nature. And if you look at the structure of COVID the COVID-19 virus, uh, it, scientists have, have shown that it has been back engineered to make it look like it came from nature. So this is really, in many respects, the ideal type of a biological agent that you could use to destabilize uh, or, or economically affect a, a, a country. Uh, so let, let me this, ask you this: yeah. What you're talking about right now is 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 good. It's this. What I think what I would refer to what you're speaking about is the smoking gun. Uh, and I'm starting to hear that a little bit. Now, in other words, the evidence doesn't lie. And as you just look and you talked about the sequence within that. Um, coronavirus itself here, it's very clear that this was, as you say, all orchestrated and it, it you know, they knew what they wanted to do with it. So that, that's not, that's not, that's no longer in question, is it? No, it isn't at all. Uh, in fact, you, you only need to look at the structure of the virus itself uh, to uh, conclude that right. this was uh, not, didn't come from nature. Uh, I'll, I'll mention two things. Uh, one is it looked like it was pre-adapted for human infection. Wow. Uh, there was a, a, the first SARS outbreak was in 2002 and 2004 mm -hmm. in, in China, but the COVID-19 uh, in terms of infectivity, uh, you know, transmission between people is about 10 to 15 times more infective in humans. And it didn't mutate in the same way you would expect it to if it had come from nature and, and gradually adapted uh, to human infection. So that's one thing. Uh, the second thing, which I consider the smoking gun, uh, is a very small structure in the virus, which is called a, a furine cleavage site. Now, the issue is that if you look at up to a thousand different uh, bad coronaviruses that COVID-19 could have evolved from, none of them, none of them have that type of structure in that type of location. So it, it, it had to be inserted into the virus. And we know that for 20 years now, that if you insert this type of furine cleavage site, you can increase infectivity, uh, increase transmissibility, and increase lethality by doing that. And we also know that uh, People's Liberation Army scientists uh, are capable of inserting that type of structure using genetic engineering. In fact, they did so in 2013. So 
the structure itself is it's crystal clear that this could not have evolved from nature. And uh, the final point is uh, we've been in this 18 months now, and the people who believe that it came from nature have provided absolutely no evidence whatsoever. So the preponderance of evidence is on the side of a laboratory origin. We talk about biological weapons and when countries have used them previously and we've called those countries out, it's like a moment in time. You, there are certain things you don't do against humanity. This is one of them. But now here, we're talking about a nation the size of, uh, I mean, a, a China. I mean, this is, this is China we're speaking of. China will never admit anything. I mean, these people will go down, I'm guessing, in their grave before they admit anything. And of course, that's, I'll ask you to verify that, but that's my take on it. So the question is, even our political operatives right now, the senators, the congressmen, the political folks who we're in touch with and others up there, they, they would never admit what you just said. What you just said right here now to the American people, they would never admit that. Even if that's in the New York Times, I'm not even sure how many people would get behind that because we're talking, what we're talking about right now, this is a game changer. This, is, this would be a world war. This, this is a war based on what you just said. Help me with what I'm trying to reconcile, please, with that, because we might as well just stop the whole thing right now if we can't you know, conclude what we're talking about right now here is accurate. Where, where else is this information that you just discussed? Who knows this? Does, does, do the players in D.C. know? I mean, do we all know this at this point? No, I, the, we yes, we all know that know this. There's no question about the, this information is publicly available. It has been publicly available for a very long time. So why are they still denying it? Well, I'll tell you. I and I think you're raising a very important point, Malcolm. Here is I can tell you that uh, from the very beginning, the end of January of last year, the beginning of February last year, and this is very early in the pandemic when really no one knew where this virus had come from. There were people in the US government uh, working with some sci US scientists who happened to have a vested interest in the outcome. In other words, they could be considered culpable for uh, contributing to co the creation of COVID-19. Well, during the last week of, of January and the first week of February, they decided they were gonna cover this up. And it's in emails that have been published uh, you know, on the internet. So anyone could, could read these emails and they say in these emails, well, you know, we have to treat this as a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. Now, the scientists who were involved, who were cherry picked by some people in the U.S. government, uh, as I said, have, have a vested interest. They, they are, have been involved in what is called gain of function research. In other words, uh, taking a, a, an ordinary virus from, from nature and enhancing it such that it could infect humans. So uh, also, you know, uh, Anthony Fauci was involved in these, uh, these early days of, uh, of this cover-up. And, and it went on, they, they published things in the scientific literature. So you can consider the scientific liter literature politically contaminated. They've had the media behind them. And so this cover-up has continued uh, more or less until you know the last perhaps a month or so. And these are people, as I said, they have vested interests, they have reasons to, to, to hide it. But I, I would say primarily, I mean, even though you have scientists who could be considered culpable and their careers could be you know, negatively affected by the truth, 
uh, and want to cover it up. But the primary driver in all this are, are really the rich and powerful uh, globalists who you know hire our, our, our politicians. And if China is blamed for you know, uh, creating this virus that, that uh, had such terrible effects on the world, it would affect their investments in China and yeah. they would lose money. So it, it really comes down to that. It's all about money and the rich and powerful people, the globalists, as, as, uh, as I call them. Uh, the, it is their financial interests that are at stake, and they want to cover this up and say it's from nature. They're the primary drivers of this. You know, you know, 10 years ago, when people used to talk about globalism and the globalists, I would always kind of always kind of shrug my shoulders thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. OK, OK. You know, and you would hear that sometimes. And you're right. That was always well, you're a theorist when you say and I, I never really talked in those terms because I. I've never been a thorough kind of guy. I deal with uh, real facts and data and real world information. Uh, I don't play in those uh, points here. And but yet now, uh, it, my point is, I surely because of the massive uh, reach and extensive, uh, uh, you know, news stories that my hands are in. There's no doubt in my mind. I tell listeners right now, as we're speaking to Colonel Sellen here, there's no doubt in my mind. That there isn't, and I was never a believer in that, people, that the globalists were trying to do some big grand scheme. I, I just didn't buy it, okay? Even five years ago, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pour me another drink, please, you know? Uh, but now I'm telling you, whatever, that there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, we, you, you, you know, you can't, you, you just you hit me over the head with a two by four. Now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recognize it. And I think we recognize this is absolutely a globalist movement in the biggest way. We'll call it what you want, reset, new world order, whatever the hell you want to put it under. It's, it's happening here in, in real life. Uh, I want to touch on Fauci a moment here now. There's a lot of talk about Fauci out there. He, he has become a, a caricature, if you will, a meme in many ways. And he's one of the most, um, well, I, I don't know, I'm guessing, one of the most hated uh, people out there. And, and I'm talking about in circles of um, uh, the American public. Uh, now, not everybody, obviously. A lot of people still think he's doing a swell job. Uh, I like the way you said the way they're hiring people, Colonel Sellen, and the way they're positioning people and the political operatives that see that's I, listen to what the colonel just said. These people are being uh, uh, purchased, uh, bought off, whatever you want to call it. And I, and I get that. So like a chess game. And these people do what they do for their own self-greedy purposes and never put in really the country first or patriotism first or a great nation, which is sadder than hell. And it's disgusting uh, at, 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 at any level. Fauci himself, he comes out recently, says $600,000 was the money he uh, supposedly, he says he gave to the NIH. Now the gain of function is out there, all of this. I'm wondering how culpable is Fauci in this? And here's why I ask you this. You know, sometimes we do things in our lives, Colonel, where we get in over our head and we think, oh, gee, wow, I, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, and, and in other words, it starts off with sort of a, how do I say, an innocent mistake or, you know, I'm going to give some money. Well, they're the only ones that were doing that in their Wuhan lab with the gain of function. And so he gave them a boatload of money, however much he gave us. People are saying it's in the millions. You probably know what that is. What do you think? Was his intentions, do you, does your gut tell you his intentions? I mean, has he just got lost in the soup here? Or I don't, I'm not guessing he's at the very top of this thing. But you know what I'm asking? What do you, what do you think with Fauci? Well, Anthony Fauci is hip deep in this. Uh, 
you know, this, it was not a mistake. In 2012, he gave a speech, and you, again, you can find this on the internet, mm -hmm. uh, saying that a gain of function was worth the risk. He used words almost exactly like that, worth the risk. And he has been funding gain of function research uh, for a long time. And he's actually, he hid it from the Trump administration that they had restarted the gain of function research. Wow. In, in fact, just two weeks before President Trump took office, uh, the uh, office of uh, the science advisor in the White House under uh, uh, Obama uh, put out a memo restarting the, the gain of function. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure Fauci was behind this because he's always been a, 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 you know, considered just gain of function as, as something good. And it's not just this one incident of, of you know, money, $600,000 or whatever it was going to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. There are many, many other cases. And it, it, just last year, a, a public, there was a publication, a scientific publication that came out, which was classical gain of function research. It was, it was done by a, a, a professor at the University of Texas in Galveston in cooperation with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and funded by Fauci. And, but this was not coronavirus. This was what is called Zika virus. Zika virus is, is a, it comes from a family of viruses like yellow fever, Japanese encephalitis, much, much more dangerous. Uh, you're talking about, I mean, it, with coronavirus, you have, it's been something less, far less than 1% the lethality rate for coronavirus. You're talking about with these other viruses, which they're doing gain of function on something at a minimum, 10 times more the lethality. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that th this particular paper, again, it came out last year. I mean, this is not something that they've stopped. It's, go it's ongoing. Right, right. In this article, mm -hmm. uh, in the acknowledgement section, it thanks a high-ranking officer in the People's Liberation Army for help in planning and executing these experiments. So not only is Anthony Fauci funding this guy in Texas who's doing gain-of-function research with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, they're coordinating with the People's Liberation Army. Mm, wow. I mean, it's a statement with Fauci. People refer to him as a monster, as a mad scientist, as a what I was trying to draw a conclusion is, was he, did he just get lost in this thing or was, what, what, what's the outcome he's looking for a guy like Fauci is, I mean, is there anything positive? I guess I'm trying to really wrap my mind around this colonel. Like, is he all of that? Is he a monster? And I, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? Put you on the, but what, what is it exactly? Is he all of that? Or is it just, you know, well, I made a little investment for the gain of function. I thought this could be something we could use for the for humanity, for world kind. And God, I got got in over my head. I, I apologize, Your Honor. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's very difficult to for me to look into another man's soul and and exactly. you know, guess what they're thinking. Uh, but he, you know, he is. It is more than just mistakes, or it, it is. There's there's something else going on here. For example. He he was he never really completed making an uh, an AIDS vaccine an HIV vaccine so that was a total failure. 
And I think he's probably motivated. He's very interested in vaccines and he's probably very much motivated to have a successful uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, but it's, it's more than it, it's it's more than that. Um, what what he did was, I think, in my opinion, hurt public health because he, he put so much emphasis on vaccines that he neglected therapeutics. In other words, treating people early yeah. in the disease process with things like hydroxychloroquine, mm -hmm. ivermectin, vitamin D, zinc, things like that, where if you get, catch a person early in the disease and treat them with therapeutics, uh, you, might, you, know, you have a good chance of pre preventing them from getting more ill and, go, and going to the hospital and going on a res respirator. He not only uh, downplayed it, he actually inhibited the use of hydroxychloroquine by saying, well, we can't use it because there hasn't been clinical, full clinical trials on that. Yet he, you know, pushed a vaccine that hasn't gone through the full FDA process because it was, quote, an emergency. And this was a drug that was out for 60 years that had been very successful and not, had not hurt a fly. Yes, and it's very inexpensive also. And I don't know whether that was a driver or not, because there's a lot of money, uh, you know, in vaccines. But he's also been, you know, recommending things that, to me, uh, are, are dangerous. I mean, first of all, it's not a good thing to give a vaccine in the middle of a pandemic. You know, yeah. usually the, the vaccines are most effective when when it's not spreading everywhere, because then you could have, you know, even more mutations uh, than in the virus, for for ex example. But he's recommending that, you know, children, even uh, children, even toddlers like six months old, you know, we should I consider know. giving them a vaccine. Yeah. This yeah. is, to me, outrageous because young people don't have well-developed receptors for this virus, you know, and so it, it's, it's, and they're healthy usually, and they can overcome uh, the illness even if they get it. So uh, it's really uh, scary, him uh, suggesting things like that, especially there was an Israeli study that just came out that, that uh, showed that young people who get this uh uh, vaccine, uh, it, there's a higher incidence of myocarditis, a heart effect, some effect on the heart. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the whole, and these are young people. So, yeah. and, and our listeners you know, know a lot else. about what you're talking about right now. And I, I mean, they, they're very informed on the points. And I'm glad you say what you say, Jesse. I, I didn't know you, 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 you had all that or knew that, but you're exactly right. I mean, we report on this. Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the best in the world, uh, the, probably one of the most go-to people. He's on our network, on our platform, has a program here on America Out Loud. Everything you said is accurate. Listen, I had COVID myself and I, I took the HCQ, I took ivermectin, all the things they tried to poo-poo and I had the best doctors behind it. Um, and I totally get what you're saying. Now, I, I want to stop a moment because I, I don't want to fail to ask you. <clears throat> Here's what I mean. You obviously haven't had the vaccine, correct? No, I've you? actually had uh, one one injection of a, of a You did. Yes. You did yes, have it. I wow. Did. So, OK, will, will you do the second or not? I plan to. Yes. I, so I'm not an anti-vaxxer. OK. Uh, right. You know, I, I, this is a personal decision and it's based on your you know, your particular medical condition. Right. So, right. so for example, if you have, you know, pre-existing mm -hmm. uh, morbidities or, you know, if you're older or, right. or 
or whatever, you, you know, you, it, it may be better for you to take the vaccine. Right, right. You play the odds. And, and, and McCullough would say that as well. But now with the evidence that's come out here, Colonel Zellin, and the deaths that are happening and the fact, that, as you just say, they're going after kids, they're going after pregnant women, they're going after things they never tested for. Uh, they're now, uh, this is an EUA. This is not an approved vaccine. There are some tales here that have never happened in the history of our nation or vaccines, period. And yet we're on the front of all this, back to Fauci and what his motion is. Uh, yeah, and the underlying conclusion of all this. So, you know, what worries me is that you still get a lot of operatives out there pushing this vaccine. Now, you just said you had one, you'll look at the second, but yet a lot of this is very, um, seems to be a little reckless and unproven and lays a little more of a layer on here. I mean, how, how should the American people trust? Who do they trust? Do they do they trust the other, you know, the data, the evidence? Do they trust that even Colonel Sellin is getting must be okay. Or do they trust the fact that, my golly, there's a record amount of people that died. They, they've never had, they, this thing would have been pulled off the shelf. Your head would have spun if this was any other time based on the amount of deaths. Do you understand that? Yes, I understand it perfectly. And, and the, the American people should trust their own judgment. And, you know, in consultation with a trusted physician, mm -hmm. they have every reason to question uh, this vaccine. I, I mean, any medication you take, there's always a risk of side effects, always. So in any medication, you have to make a personal decision about, you know, is it going to benefit you based on the potential risk? And we, we don't know what the long-term effects of this vaccine might be because it was rushed into distribution and there hasn't been time to do this. So I think, uh, you know, the American people are justified in questioning uh, asking questions about this. So ultimately, it, it's a risk-benefit decision, hopefully made with a, a trusted physician. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... Well, it, well you would think we're qualified to make that decision, but right now, the social media, even, even as of yesterday, were, was pulling people off the web anytime you talked about a question on this vaccine or the, uh, the what it was doing, the deaths, your accounts are thrown off. I, in fact, uh, the COVID uh, response team that McCullough heads up, uh, their feed was just taken down off of Twitter in the last of 48 hours, it was just scrubbed from Twitter. Can you believe that, Selling? Can you believe that? Yeah, no, I, I certainly believe it. I, there's a lot of censorship going on. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, there's been censorship even in the medical and scientific literature. Uh, so, you know, you know, everything's been contaminated by this. And what disturbs me is they're trying to force people to take the vaccine like yourself, who, who have had coronavirus yeah. and probably have higher antibodies than right. the vaccine to, uh, could produce. And, and, you know, and just take additional risk by forcing you to take a vaccine that you don't need. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's against all, all medical ethics it's yeah. it's really i don't know why they're doing it it's it's well that's the question i mean it, it leaves us all a little edgy and the fact that they're pushing this whole mask thing you go into any any restaurant today what have you and you know immediately what their political stripe is because if you have a mask on it means you weren't vaccinated uh, if you have one on and if you don't have one on, because the, 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 the staffs at these restaurants now are half and half, they're being forced to wear the, ma the mask still. And it's like we're penalizing people because that mask doesn't do a freaking thing for anybody. You understand? Oh, no, absolutely. Use the operative word, which is political. This is all about power. 
you know, I knew very early on that, um, you know, masks <laughs> wouldn't do the job uh, because the virus is, is smaller than, than, you know, the holes in the mask, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. and there were studies being done and they were, again, downplayed. There was a Danish study done, uh, you know, I think around April of last year, which said there's really no difference between wearing a mask or, or not. This was a clinical study, yet it was downplayed. A lot of these studies were ignored or, or, or criticized about ma- mas- masking. And the crazy thing is, I, of course, you know that Fauci first said you don't need a mask and then said you need one and two is better. I mean, that's I mean, that's not science. Nothing in biology is ever that linear that you if you one mask is good and two masks yeah, is twice yeah, as good. Yeah. So, you know, they're not following the science. No, no, no. It reminds me of the book Dr. Seuss wrote, except change the fish for mask. One one mask, two masks, red mask, blue mask. Right. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, how many masks can you wear at a time? I mean, wow, it's pretty wild here. Let me ask you a question, Colonel Sillen. Um, are you uh, okay for uh, time for another 10 minutes or so? Are you okay? Yes, I am. Fine. Okay. I, I mean, you, this is about as an engaging conversation as we can have. And I would ask you to hang right there a moment. I've got to take a pause here. Uh, what extraordinary information. Uh, it's the first time I've talked to uh, Colonel Lawrence Sellen, as you're hearing him here. Uh, you know, I, I love people like this, uh, my friends, because he's a patriot, number one. And he, it's like McInerney, who we'll talk to in a little bit here. Uh, these are people that are just after the truth. You understand? They don't really have an agenda. The only skin they have in the game really is the fact that we save our republic. You see? You know, isn't that a beautiful thing? I mean, that's I know that because, uh, you know, you can hear the body language. You can hear the way they frame things up and what they say. It's the same with me. The only skin I have in the game is... America the beautiful. I mean, that's it. It's our beautiful. We're patriots. I mean, there's no other way to no other way to put that. And this is why America is what we are today because of patriots like uh, U.S. Army Colonel Lawrence Sellen, uh, Doctor Sellen, in fact, and uh, his work there and what he's done and his, uh, you know, getting to the truth, getting to the out loud truth, even. Everything you said right now, I don't think is disputable. He has said nothing edgy, overly edgy, controversial that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know about you out there. But let's take a quick pause here. And uh, and I'm going to, uh, we're going to bring him right back on in just a moment here. And I've got a few big questions at 50,000 feet. I would like to get him to see if he can, because he has, he has a gut feeling about some of this. Someone like this doesn't go through all this without having a gut feeling. And that's important to know what our gut feelings are. One other thing I want to mention to you as we pause here, he was just talking about zinc and uh, the HCQ and all of the, the vitamin A and D and all the things. It, again, it's about your immune system, lifestyle people. It's about, you want to be healthy. And no matter what the virus is, whether it's COVID or some other virus coming from God knows what else China has up their sleeves here. I'm going to tell you right now, the key to all of this is to stay healthy. You've got to have lifestyle. Please get out and walk. Get your immune system. I want to mention you right in the break here. You'll hear HealthyCell.com. There's an immune super boost, immune super boost, and I am thrilled to have it on our network. In fact, Dr. Peter McCullough talks about this on his show. Uh, It's a hell of a product. You'll hear it at the pause here. Uh, And you go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud, and our listeners get 20% off any of the products with Healthy Cell. I've been taking Healthy Cell for three and a half years. It's an amazing product. Check it out, please. Uh, The banner ads are at our site. We care about you. We care about your health. There's a product you can look at right there that'll help you. Keep your immune system good. You'll be able to fight any virus coming down the pack, I, I assure you. 
There are days I get up, I feel like Superman, right? Other days, maybe not so much. But listen, we're in the fight to win it. We're going to pause a moment, be back with more Voice of a Nation just after this. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. My fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We join you back here on the voice of a nation. It's Malcolm out loud here. And uh, a big conversation today. I, I try to connect the dots. We're talking about a lot of things here. And we're already doing that here uh, very much with um, Colonel Lawrence Sellen is with us. We're thrilled to have him here. It's, it's an absolute privilege of mine to have people like this on the platform all the time. Um, you know, it's one of the joys of doing this is to bring minds and people like this on the network. Uh, also, uh, General McInerney will be with us shortly. It's another patriot. Mary Fannin will be here as well. Um, so I'm trying to look at the connection of COVID. I'm trying to look at what's happened with the elections, uh, the January 6th thing. And, uh, you know, and it's a little more than just false flags, people. It's like a mystery novel. You begin to unravel the novel and then you say, well, where are we at, Malcolm? Well, I'll tell you what. 
Uh, we're in a heap of trouble here somewhere here. Let me bring on, no, I don't want to waste any more time here. And I want to bring back here, um, uh, Colonel Lawrence Sellen is with us. And we've covered some ground already. Now, I, I want to get up at 50,000 feet with you, uh, Colonel Sellen, and, and uh, so appreciate you being here with us. But so with all of this now, we put the, the gain of function over there. You've explained the, the, the origins of the virus and the Wuhan and the two. You're right. There's more than just the one lab out there. There's a couple of facilities in Wuhan. You know, we reported back early, early on, just so you're aware, uh, Colonel, that, uh, you know, when they were burning all the bodies in China and the crematories where the smell out there was horrendous in Wuhan and they locked down the whole thing. All of this is evidence of what China was up to. Um, I, I guess what I really want to ask you, uh, why this moment in time where China made the kind of strategic move they made? And do you have any doubt in your mind that they are trying to take America down? They're trying to uh, dismember us kind of thing, you know, pull us apart. Is there any doubt in your mind? What's the end goal for them? They see a world without America in it, I guess, I'm assuming. But by golly, when you look at all this evidence right now, I, I think it's a scary sight, isn't it? Well, Malcolm, they actually stated their intentions. Uh, they they plan to be the dominant world power by 2049, which is 100 years after the establishment of the People's Republic of China. So that's what they're trying to do. Uh, uh, and you know, uh, as I said earlier, that uh, they. They, there are no hold, holds barred in this case. They're, they have an active biological warfare program against all uh, international treaties. Uh, and COVID-19 was, was the product of that. So what happens at, at right now? We're, you know, we, all these facts are still trying to come out. I mean, we're talking about it today. A lot of people are still not talking about this thing. So, all right, if, based on everything we've said and what we know right now, Colonel Sellen, we now know, based on all this evidence, it was intentional. I mean, there's no doubt in your mind this was an intentional plan of China. Uh, it certainly was an intentional plan. This is COVID-19 was a product of a biological warfare program. Now, uh, I don't think we've established yet whether it was a, an accidental release or a deliberate release. I don't use the word leak anymore. Uh, but the... the uh, Oh, they use the, by the way, they use the word escape a lot. I love that word. Escape. Yeah, well, escape. It's, yeah, it's, they're playing with words. It jumped, off the, to... it jumped off the counter and ran down the boulevard. You understand? Yeah, and they're, they're trying to prolong this whole debate about whether it came from nature or, uh, or the laboratory deliberately to confuse the situation and avoid res responsibility. Uh, but, you, you know, it doesn't matter to me whether it was accidental or deliberate because the intent was evil. It was a plan to, you know, make such a biological weapon with those specifications that I described uh, and, and use it. In their military doctrine, they talk about using biological weapons short of war. In other words, a situation like we're in now. Uh, I'm working with um, a, a number of young uh, anti-communist Chinese uh, men and women who were, uh, were searching the daily the uh, documents inside China. So we're gathering a lot of information about their biological warfare program, the structure, how it's organized, you know, how this particular agent was created and, and who did it. Uh, it uh, I can just give you a, something we picked up recently is that a, a sample of COVID-19 virus 
was sent down from, we believe, uh, the headquarters of the of the People's Liberation Army Eastern Theater Command in a city called Nanjing. Uh, from there to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for testing, uh, for testing on non-human uh, primates, in other words, monkeys. Now, the interesting thing about that, and I, I mentioned earlier that there were two, uh, there was more than one Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan. The one that's most talked about is a new facility, which uh, is about 12 miles south of the center of the city of Wuhan. Now, this is where the, uh, the uh, biosafety level four containment facility is. That is the highest level of containment for doing experiments on, uh, on viruses. Uh, so they sent a sample of the COVID-19. And this, again, this is information that I've gotten. We need to verify it more. But in any case, I'll tell you, tell you the story. So it, went, it was sent there. But the problem it was in that time frame, uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology with the Biosafety Level 4 containment facility could not do non-human primate monkey experiments. But one that could was the animal uh, biosafety level three facility at Wuhan uh, uni University. And this is right next to the, to the other Wuhan Institute of Virology uh, center uh, near, near the center of the city. So these two uh, facilities were close to each other. They're also right next to the People's Liberation Army uh, complex. Now, what's important about this is that the, the, all those three places are in the epicenter of where the early disease outbreak took place. So, you know, one conclusion one can make from this type of information is that they were doing uh, the non-human uh, primate monkey experiments in the Wuhan University facility, which is an older facility. Uh, and it's had to be renovated because it had structural problems. So it's possible that, you know, uh, a, a release of the virus could have happened during those experiments and it fits where the outbreak, you know, uh, was initiated. Well, if that was the case, then it would be an accident. Well, yeah, I, I, that points to an accident, but I also have gathered uh, some evidence that points to a deliberate release. So that's why I say we, you know, I'm not sure okay. yet whether it's one or the other. But so we're again, not ready to conclude that point then, really, huh? I'm not ready to conclude that it was deliberately released. I have evidence that there was a deliberate release. I also have evidence that points to, you know, an accidental release. But as I said, it doesn't matter to me which way it is because the intent was evil. You know, mm -hmm. they intended to make a biological weapon. And, you know, whether whether it was re released accidentally, uh, you know, to me is is just as bad as if they intentionally released it. Well, the other problem is that we have to ask ourselves, Colonel Sullen, is that how many more uh, experiments like this do they have going on? From what I've read and researched and looked at, this is very commonplace for China. And uh, th what we're talking about is the advent or the utilization of biological uh uh, warfare, because let's face it, the next war, China realizes they're not going to win a traditional war with America. They realize they're going to need something different. It's either going to be cyber driven, biologically driven. Uh, there's a different. Now, you're you're as a military officer yourself. 
put that into context for us right now. And what, what's your, what's your sense of, of, of this? I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about that. And I, I so respect you for being brutally honest there and say, Malcolm, I'm not ready. That, that's outstanding that you made that commitment just then. I respect that actually a whole lot, but the fact that, how concerned do we be for the future with which, how do we learn from this and how do we protect ourselves moving forward is what I'm asking you. Well, we should be very concerned about this. Uh, you know, we, we've seen the devastation uh, that uh, COVID-19 has created and, and, and comparatively speaking, you know, that can be considered a, re- a relatively mild type of, of biowarfare agent. I mentioned earlier that they were working on Zika virus, and that family of viruses is far more dangerous and deadly. It attacks the central nervous system, the brain. It attacks pregnant women and their fetuses. Uh, it's a very dangerous virus. And, and as I mentioned earlier, just last year, they published an article of gain of function on one of these types of viruses. I can also tell you that there is a very active gain of function uh, experimentation on influenza viruses. You, you may recall the, yeah. the bird flu, for example, the, you know, a, a, a virus that went from birds or chickens to human and infected humans. They're doing very active program and gain of function on those types of influenza viruses. So, you know, you know, some of them uh, have uh, lethality rates of up, up to 60%. So this is a very deep and widespread problem. China is still, as we speak, very active in gain of function research. So everyone should be very, very concerned, even if it's not intentional. You, you know, the poss- since they're doing so many experiments, the possibility of, uh, of uh, leaks, you know, it has increased by, you know, uh, mag- uh, you know magnitudes of, uh, of, of levels. So uh, you know, I think what we have to do right now, pin this, the responsibility of COVID-19 squarely on China. And we do that by first saying that we're not going to debate this issue, whether it came from nature anymore. Uh, you know, it came from the laboratory and we're going to investigate the People's Liberation Army and their biological warfare program. And we're going to investigate the U.S. scientists and the U.S. funding that has gone to help China's virus research programs, including uh, the uh, biological warfare program. And we're going to investigate all these Chinese scientists that have come to the United States, been trained and often funded by U.S. taxpayers and gone back uh, to China to help their virus uh, research program. But also there are many of them still here and still being funded by Anthony Fauci. I'll give you one example. There's Lang Ying Du, uh, a, a woman scientist who's the widow of a high-ranking People's Liberation Army officer in the biological warfare program. She's working at the Lindsey Kimball Institute, New York Blood Center in New York City. Just six months ago or so, she was funded for four years by Anthony Fauci. These people are still in the United States. There's a whole uh, organization of, of, of Chinese scientists from mainland China, the People's Republic of China, who are organized and communicating inside the United States to assist the, the Chinese Communist Party in their propaganda efforts 
to to influence the uh, American citizens that uh, COVID-19 came from nature and and not, uh, you know, the laboratory. So we're, you know, we're not only talking about biological warfare, we're talking about information warfare. There's active in the United States connected to this whole migration of, of, of CCP scientists and PLA scientists coming to the United States. So the final chapter has not been written on this yet. Uh, preparing ourselves uh, again, yourself in, in conclusion, uh, Colonel Sellen, um, there's a lot more, as you say, to verify. And I so respect that you are in a position that you're saying, gathering the information, number one, but also crossing the T's and dotting the I's. We know we've got some sort of warfare we're, we're dealing with here. Uh, the future is very, very uncertain, uh, very clearly. Uh, within our own FBI here and our own investigative agencies here in D.C. and our government, any confusion there? I, I assume they have a lot of information they just haven't shared with the American people. Or do you see any connectivity with people inside the beltway here to the problem we're talking about in a, in a final question for you? Oh, I'm sure there are a lot of compromised people in Washington, D.C. Either either they, you know, are lazy or stupid and don't know what's going on or they're intentionally involved in the, in the cover-up. It still, it gets back to what I said earlier that this is being driven by, you know, rich and powerful people, globalists who have international financial interests, much of it in China who would lose money if China is blamed for the COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, essentially there are people within the U S government who are working for these globalists and, you know, either they, uh, as I said, are, are, are stupid and lazy and don't realize what's going on, or they're intentionally, uh, you know, not investigating and or, you know, holding back information. So I think we have a real problem. How do I say thank you, Colonel Sellen? Oh, well, uh, you know, I would just encourage your uh, audience to perhaps come to my uh, Twitter feed, at uh, Lawrence Sellen. Uh, we're updating it daily, and this is, again, information not just from myself, but from uh, my Chinese-speaking co-workers who are gathering information inside of China uh, so they can keep up to date on, on what we're, we are doing, you know, get up to speed on the subject, and uh, most importantly, right now, reject this whole idea that COVID-19 came from nature, insist that it comes from the laboratory, which is the case, and, and talk to your uh, U.S. government representatives about it and assist that they investigate it. Okay, excellent. Uh, I so appreciate uh, Colonel Lawrence Sellen and uh, his, uh, we went way over time on this, but it was an important uh, piece of the conversation. I want to make sure we covered it in detail. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk much again here. Uh, what I want to do now, my friends, we're going to get into the next hour here with uh, Lieutenant General uh, Tom McInerney will join us. Mary Fannin will be here. I'll continue the pieces of this big major story, I think, that is so vitally important for all of us to pay attention, understand where things are at. Uh, we'll join you on the other side. This is the Voice of a Nation. and soul of a nation beckons the call the voice of our forefathers heard in the distance a house divided against itself cannot stand to reclaim our honor, 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 honor. 
our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome back to Voice of a Nation. It's Malcolm Aloud here. And uh, this big conversation today, uh, which uh, really is, uh, you, you heard up front here in the uh, program, the extraordinary conversation uh, with Colonel Lawrence Sellen. Very, very impressive, uh, for sure. Uh, and everything he had to say about the work he's doing and where we're at in this. You could also hear the concern in his voice uh, very clearly. You know, but one thing about talk radio I, you love is uh, body language is never hidden. I mean, you sort of, you know, when people are being real and you could tell he was as real as any could be. And uh, the information we got from that and the work that's being done uh, in exposing China in this, really, it is a biological weapon. Now, he he, let's be honest, he was... Uh, again, you got to give credit to the colonel because he was, he said, now, listen, I'm, I'm not ready to say that yet. I'm ready, you know, whether it was intentional or still some sort of an accident, wasn't ready to really make the lever there, but you, you got the sense of what he was saying. And more so the danger to our republic and what's happening ahead and all the other things they're working on. So there should be great concern for everybody. And not only that, but the, the, the concern with our own government here and our own agencies like the FBI and all of our intelligence agencies, uh, what's happening? Where are we at? Uh, we never are shared the truth with the American people. That's what we have to do here at America Out Loud. So uh, we do that next. I want to bring the conversation forward now. This is a very important talk today. We're uh, having with you and uh, I, I want to talk about the connectivity. I, you know, I started this early on in telling you, you know, coincidences are one thing. And, and I get, you know, but how coincidental could all these things be? Uh, to me, it's a bit frightening that they line up the way they've lined up. And you come all the way back through the entire uh, Trump administration and all the things they've tried to do to remove him from office. Now, the powers to be, that that is, right? I mean, call it whatever you want. I call it the establishment. Other people use the word deep state, but uh, don't really need any theories here. I think it is the establishment. These are the established players, and they have a different view of America, a different global worldview, which we discussed as well. Uh, listen, I've never been uh, somebody who drank the Kool-Aid. I've never did the whole globalist kumbaya thing. But uh, there's enough evidence at this point to understand that uh, all is not well in the Republic, uh, for sure. Uh, so we'll continue to appeal that now. And I am absolutely uh, thrilled here to bring on a, a friend and gentleman here to the program here. Lieutenant General Tom McInerney joins us here. Uh, he's a retired United States Air Force Lieutenant General. Uh, now, he, he, as I've said to you before, he's, we, I've talked to uh, McInerney before, and he's terrific, but he is uh, always been, he's been in the front of these developments. And the reason he's in front of some of these things, just like Selen is, because these are patriots. And you know me and patriots, you know, there's nothing more than love of country for those of us who are so concerned and on the front lines of trying to get the truth out. And it's not only getting the truth out, people, but it's what are we going to do with the truth? You know, how, how do we move forward? Uh, as a people and put measures in place that this never happens again, because isn't that really what should happen? Don't we want to fix it to the point that this sort of thing doesn't happen again, especially with a kind of a COVID virus? All right. So here's the thing. Welcome to the program. First of all, here, General McInerney, it's wonderful to have you with me. Well, delighted to be with you, Malcolm. It's yeah. a very important subject and uh, some people may not like it, 
but uh, right. I have reached some very firm conclusions, and I think there's substantial evidence to prove it. All right. Well, that's that's it. You you always uh, bring the firepower with your talk here, and uh, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts because it's been a while since we spoke. So. All right. The fact that uh, back to everything we've just talked about with COVID and Wuhan and the biological weapon in China and what they know or don't know and still being flushed out. We've talked about Fauci, the NIH money, all of this, a gain of function, uh, but also, you know, McInerney, what they're up to, what like, uh, you know, I, I asked Selen that actually, you know, what are the kind of uh, uh, crazy experiments do they have working in their laboratories? And what are the things should we be concerned with moving forward as America? Because let's face it, you know very well, the one thing you don't do in warfare as a, as a, as a, um, a dignified society is you do not engage in biological weapons. I mean, there's a code of ethics here. Uh, speak about that as a military officer first, please. I think it's a good place to start. What does that tell us about when, what, in whatever means the fact that they were doing this in their labs, uh, it wasn't some bat in a soup and a seafood market down the boulevard, clearly. Um, and a lot of people here are still in denial in America and they, they have their head in the sand. Um, but what does that tell us about China? And as a military officer, what do you take from that, sir? Well, remember, I'm not a... Philadelphia lawyer, Malcolm. <clears throat> I'm a military man, and I look at the facts. And I'll start right back from the time Trump came down the golden elevator to the years we went through the Russian collusion and all the things that came out about that between the deep state and everything that has not been exposed. And then, of course, the COVID-19. Wasn't it strange that COVID-19 hit the world in 2000, the end of 2019 and 2020. And around that time frame, there was what going on in America politics. They were trying to impeach for the first time, President Trump. It was sucking up the oxygen and COVID-19 comes out and it's global. And it turns out in 2020, there was only one country in the world that had a positive GDP, and that was China. They grew at 18%. Now, we all know it came from Wuhan. There are those that live in, uh, in the fairyland that think it came from the uh, marketplace. There's no evidence that it came from marketplace. There is evidence that the Chinese, along with Americans, we're doing gain of function. In other words, how to increase the lethality of a biological weapon. Now, based on all these facts, uh, it is very obvious to me, particularly since the election and then the vaccine going on now, that COVID-19 was a deliberate biological attack on the world by the Chinese Communist Party whether it was intentional or unintentional, does not matter. They did not tell the world. And simultaneously, our Democratic Party had a major deception exercise going on against President Trump for the Ukraine conversation, please. And all this seems to be working together and fits in very nicely from a military point of view. And I call it the hybrid warfare that the Chinese have talked about. 
And in hybrid warfare, they talk about using biological weapons and massive chemical uh, uh, cyber warfare. We had, and I know for sure, absolute proof that we had a massive cyber warfare attack on our election system in November 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th uh, against the, uh, state, the United States electoral system. That's why at 0631 hours on the 4th of November, 149,000 some odd votes come in for in, in the state of Michigan at 0631 hours, Malcolm. 149,000 votes come in for Joe Biden, who ran the campaign from his basement. Please. What happened in, in that was in Michigan. And then what happened in Wisconsin at about 0231 hours or 32 hours, something like that, in the middle of the night, another 149,000 votes come in, and 90% of them were for Biden. Now, we've never had spikes in the voting system like this. This is what cyber warfare does. The polls were closed. Many of the six battleground states, and the key ones are Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, I said Arizona and Nevada. Those are the six battleground states that they focused on. Arizona is about complete their audit. All six battleground states should be audited. Auditing does not mean recounting. It means looking at the votes when they came in. Never in history have we had such a slug of votes like 149,000 come in the next morning after the polls had been closed and they were counting and where they had like in Georgia, they said they had a flooded toilet, uh, a bathroom and they had to close the polls in Fulton County. And all of a sudden there are pictures of them pulling cases of votes out from underneath the table. Mm -hmm. We've, this is what an audit does. It goes in and looks at it. It just doesn't count the, the votes themselves. They're probably, and this is a notional number, Malcolm, there are probably 10 different ways that you can cheat in an election from mail-in ballots, like in uh, Pennsylvania, mailed out 1.8 million ballots to the citizens, and they got back 2.5 million ballots. Now, someone was manufacturing ballots and sending them back in. You've got ballots that were done on printing presses when they examine the ballots. Uh, you have dead people voting. You have illegals voting. There are whole, you have cyber warfare. You have Dominion voting machines. You have software, a whole host of different ways to conduct fraudulent elections. Now, I'm saying that COVID-19 was related to those fraudulent votes and the fraudulent election. Now, the cyber warfare was done from China, from Pakistan, from Russia, from North Korea, and other countries. And they used a system called Hammer and Scorecard, which is a, a US CIA system that was stolen by the Obama administration two weeks after Obama took over. And Jim Clapper and John Brennan moved it from CIA headquarters over to Fort Washington, Maryland, 
in 2015, we had a whistleblower, Dennis Montgomery, who turned all that information in. But that somehow got in the hands of the Chinese communists, and they used it on us. Now, there are a lot of, you know, voter regulations that were changed because of COVID-19 on mail-in ballots and all these things that the state legislatures did not approve. And it never was challenged in the electoral college. Now it is being challenged. Arizona's leading and other states are following up with Wisconsin, Georgia. Georgia's got, for instance, just 10 to 20,000 votes that showed up that are unaccountable for where they came from. It's important, too, to reference what you say about the audit, because you're so right, uh, General McInerney, when you talk about like, well, with Georgia, they they're using words even early on when the governor there said, well, we're auditing, but just recounting the same garbage doesn't give you a different result. Clearly, I mean, you have to get into the why and the how and pull it apart. In the case of Arizona right now, what are you hearing in the conclusion? I'm hearing a lot of different reports that this is supposed to be. I mean, and again, I. I, I hate hearsay. Uh, do we know anything conclusively? Will this be an eye opener in Arizona to get everybody's attention in your uh, opinion or thoughts or what you know about it? Yes, it will. I think next week we're going to see the information come forward, but that will lay out where in Maricopa County, and that's all they're looking at. In those six battleground states I'm mentioning, Malcolm, each one of them has just a precinct that the cyber warfare was conducted. Now, Mike Lindell has done an excellent job in some series of documentaries, uh, Absolute Proof and Absolute Nine Nothing, et cetera, in which he goes into very specific discussions. We know, we know the machine, the computer numbers that this data came out of and all that. We have the specificity, the exact time, and how many votes were shifted from President Trump to uh, Biden. I do not call him president because he is uh, really illegitimate. And uh, we have the facts. It was massive. So many people were involved, Malcolm, that as you start peeling this onion back, the information becomes very obvious. That's why you would think that the Biden people would demand that you have audience. If they felt they won, they ought to be demanding. What are they doing? They're hiring thousands of lawyers to protest this, to stop this. And uh, for them, they're conducting other things going on that, that are all related to this on a critical race theory and these other initiatives. But because of the nations that I said that participated in the cyber warfare campaign, because remember when I was on with you last time, I went on the air on 2 November on the Steve Bannon show and Sidney Powell was a co-anchor and I had heard about this, was alerted to it on the 1st of November, went on the radio uh, with Steve Bannon and uh, Sidney Powell and said that they are going to use this top secret program called Hammer and Scorecard against the election on the 3rd of November. Turns out it slips into the 4th because 
the way the program works in a cyber warfare is when you get about 90 some percent of the vote, then that's when you go in, think of your iPhone and think of the applications you have on your iPhone. The iPhone lets you in, that's uh, called a hammer. And then scorecard is an application that you hit and it looks at the total voting that has come in and then it manipulates it. So the person you want wins about by 3%. Now, so that's why I'm so positive of that and talk to the person who wrote the code and all that uh, and, and know it very well. I was never briefed on it. It was a special access program. So a lot of people like President Trump and that cannot talk about it because they have been in briefed on it. It's still a SAP program, special access program. Mm -hmm. And you sign a letter that you will never discuss this. This came long after I'd retired. And the only reason I'm so positive about it is because I've talked to the person that was a whistleblower, Dennis Montgomery, and I talked about what he turned in. He turned it into, of all people, James Comey, who was the FBI director, and a chap by the name of James Baker, who was his legal counsel, who now, by the way, is the legal counsel for a tiny little company called Twitter. Hmm. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Strange. And a former advice. FBI counsel would go be working for Twitter. Strange what the role of big tech was in this, in keeping people off the air and what they say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all that's going. All this is related. There were so many people involved, Malcolm. Yeah. So as you look back on it and you look at the Chinese, look, the Chinese own us now. And then that's why we can go in and talk about what uh, Dr. Lawrence Sellen talked about about the uh, COVID-19, the biological attack. I will definitely call it a biological attack. There's no doubt you can say whether it was deliberate or not deliberate. Xi knew, and he still had during the Chinese New Year, he flushed all those people out from China into the world. And that's how it sped, spread throughout the world globally. So General now, McInerney, with, based on what you just say there about China, then there's no doubt in your mind then uh, on that evidence and as a military man, uh, that's an act of war. Uh, so I, I guess a lot of Americans listen to this information and are we at war with China? World War III started when they did COVID-19. The preliminaries to it were really the attack and trying to impeach and remove President Trump a combination, primarily Democrats, but the Obama administration, but there were Republicans involved. That's why you see the issues in, in Georgia, where a Republican governor has done certain things and a Republican secretary of state. Now, I don't believe that had anything to do with the impeachment and the attack on Trump. I believe that had to do with other criminal acts they had to do with their voting machines and what that. But the voting machine does not give the final number. It's the, cy the cyber warfare that does that. And I took an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The founding fathers, Malcolm, did not understand cyber warfare. Who can blame them? How many people understand it today? 
I'm not involved with this because I'm an election expert. I'm extremely knowledgeable because I run an edge cloud company and I'm extremely knowledgeable on cyber warfare and have been in my military career. And, and my point is uh, the cyber warfare by foreigners did this in concert with domestic enemies. And we can name them They're the same people that went after President Trump, They're the same people doing that. And uh, they've been exposing themselves, mm -hmm. but they have aligned themselves. So when China wants to continue certain things, all they do is remind Biden is, you know how you became president. When he meets Putin, Putin's going to wink and blink him and said, you know how, <clears throat> how you became president. Why do you think the Russian pipeline into, into Germany from Russia was approved by Biden? Yet he canceled the XL pipeline in the United States. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, no. Now, there's a lot of things going on. And, and by the way, the military should have caught this massive cyber warfare because it's the same target array that, that we look at for nuclear weapons. And, and it, they had to see this information come out. As I say, Michael and Dell's movies, uh, Absolute Proof and Absolute Nine Nothing, uh, meaning that once it's presented to the Supreme Court, they will have no choice but to approve it. The fact is, no court has taken this information. They've all been turned down for pure administrative reasons. And, and that's the danger. Nobody has looked into the and done the audit on these six battleground states or all 50. As I say, if Biden is so sure that they won, why don't they in fact demand that all 50 states have audits? Well, I don't think we'll hold our breath for that to happen. Uh, the more these pieces uh, come out, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking here that it seems to me every time we get close, uh, General McInerney, to the truth, there's more pushback because of the concerted effort, again, of the oligarchs in the media and social media heads, the inside, uh, again, inside the House in D.C., inside the Beltway players, as you've said, the domestic, uh, really domestic warfare we're talking about here, uh, in, in a lot of this in co in concert with the actors around the world and China being at the top of that list, every time we seem to get close, there's pushback and we don't quite get this. Let me give an example here. And I, I'd like to kind of go down this path with you now as we draw this conclusion out. Take a look, for instance, Trump was Trump and he was exposing a lot of things. That election business from November. Yes, you and I uh, spoke on air in November and December uh, on multiple occasions about this uh, uh, election fraud catastrophe that was taking place. We had a lot more questions than we had answers back then, surely. But we also started to put the dots together and knew something was nefarious here, something was wrong. Combined with, as you laid out, the four years of the Trump administration, all the things that had happened, now it seemed like Trump was really rattling their cages in January. And this is before end December, by the way. So this is prior to January 6th. I want to talk about the Capitol a moment with you. Here's another very interesting piece of this whole equation is that 
you know, Trump wasn't afraid to rattle the cages and rock the canoe a little bit and put it out there. And of course, the players got nervous and they started to, well, we know what they did to Trump's uh, media, social media accounts. And they've totally silenced him. This was, And this is remarkable, people. This is a president of the United States. And we're still sort of numb to what happened here, McInerney. We're still sort of numb. Like, what? They did what? Like, if you said that back then, 20 years, you, you, don't, you can't do that to the president. What the hell are you talking about? Well, <laughs> they did it. And you know what's even worse, McInerney? They got away with it. And they're still getting away with it. I mean, you see Facebook just come out a couple of weeks and say, well, we're not giving him as a comeback for a couple of more years. Well, they don't want him to be effective in 2022 either for the midterm, clearly. And so all of this is a concerted effort. Now, when you get to the Capitol event on the 6th, we started to look at the bouncing ball there, the invitation to a lot of officers uh, waving the people in, the stand down of the, uh, uh, the the Capitol Police and all that had taken place here. This was not normal behavior. You can't get that close to the Capitol and get in there on any given day. Uh, no matter if you think you've got the past boardwalk and uh, uh, Park Place monopoly uh, extravaganza or not, you're not getting in there. All of a sudden, all bets were off. Talk to how that fits in now, because I'm guessing as Trump was getting closer then to the truth and actually called it out and said, let's peacefully, patriotically. And of course, they said, well, that was an act of war on the Capitol. It seems to me that's a little bit of a fishy area with Pelosi and all and everything that had happened there. Uh, that was a a, a real problem. How does that fit into this, uh, General McInerney? Well, it was a setup and they took advantage of it that massive rally that President Trump had, already, when you look at the time sequences, the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter people were already entering the Capitol while the, the uh, Trump, the MAGA crowd was down on the ellipse. And what, uh, uh, and then as, as things develop, you see in these videos that the uh, police open the gates to let them come in and they set up. And then that, that, of course, got out of control and you saw what you did, but it's kind of like the Reichstag fire that Hitler set and blamed it on the Jews in world, before World War II. And this is the exact game plan that the Democrats used. Clearly, Nancy Pelosi is responsible for security. Right. She should have, she should have had the National Guard there. And and all they had that didn't even have to have the National Guard is if they would have put a barrier around further out and say, no further entry. But they didn't do that. They let people come in and they let that get out of control. And now they're trying to hide the facts that the uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa people were there. I wasn't there. I watched it on television, but I talked to some people that were there and told me different events as they walked through. And these are vignettes. But uh, uh, one of her producers said a group went by and it looked like they had laptops underneath their jackets. Um, and, you know, they had beards and all that. And they said, they whispered, we're... Uh, not Antifa today, were soft special forces. And that data never came out. I don't know what it was, but the fact is that was a setup. And of course, what it did 
it, it just destroyed the, the opportunity. It didn't destroy because President, Vice President Pence should have presented the information that we were discussing leading up to that and should have sent back to those six battleground states they're voting for their legislatures or whatever other legislatures that they violated the voting rights and that uh, secretaries of state or governors or in many cases just bureaucrats changed the rules and did that. That should not have been accepted. But for whatever reason, Vice President Pence didn't do his job. I'm very upset about that. I'm still very upset about the president should not have relinquished. He should have appointed Sidney Powell as a special prosecutor to uh, investigate the 2020 election on 18 December. But Mark Meadows, for some odd reason, didn't make that happen after he said he was going to appoint her. And uh, all these factors, I'm, I'm very concerned because the president had an oath of office. And, and I believe for whatever reasons, he did not finally stand up to it when he had this. He should have demanded from the military. And I'm concerned about the military cyber command, as I mentioned, should have seen all this jamming and, and networking coming out of China, out of Pakistan, out of uh, North Korea, Russia. That should have been detected. It was not. I'm very disturbed about that. But bottom line is, 6 January was a setup by the Democratic Party and the leadership. And they're sitting there still smiling, although they were not able to get that commission going <clears throat> because uh, they couldn't get it through the Congress to vote for it. Uh, it, it should be investigated. Wow. Uh, you know, with uh, Trump again, uh, a lot of people believe he's been very quiet, uh, more so for Trump. And of course, they pulled all the social media accounts off of him. They certainly and it's so, uh, you know, General McInerney, it's so in your face and obvious what's taken place here. Uh, you know, it, it's it's blatant. I mean, it's it's right there. And yet there are so many in America that are silent still. It's alarming as people are running around with uh, vaccines and masks and the next scandal of COVID, uh, of whatever that's all about, and the weapon that China, it, it's like a one, two, three, four sucker punch is what I'm suggesting to you. Back to the oath of office and the responsibility to do the right thing. And as you, and you've reminded me of that several times, rightfully so. Well, listen, I took an oath of office here to protect our constitution, come hell or high water, and I'm going to do it. Well, that is clearly what a patriot would say or do it. That, that should be a given. With Trump, what's going on with that whole, you know, our guess is he gets to Washington and he finds a whole nother world there. Remember, this was a businessman out of New York, okay? He finds a whole nother world there. And I think my guess is there were a lot of things. He would say these statements out there to get a rise out of people, but oftentimes the follow through wasn't there. Now, a lot of people started to take that as hot air and they say, well, this guy's just full of it. 
because he would use the uh, accounts and the various things to say things sometimes, and but there was the lack of follow-through on the other side, which is kind of what you're speaking about in regards to the Capital Six riots. You can't say that this will never happen. He'll never become president. You can't make the declarative statement you're making and then stand down because any military officer knows once you make those statements, you, you've, got, you've got to follow it through. So tell me what your thoughts are to that. Why? Uh, what, what is it with Trump? What are we missing here, General McInerney? What, what are we missing with, with Donald Trump? Is he being silenced by others? What's your gut tell you? Be, you know, at, what happens next there? Well, he was betrayed by many of the people he put in the office. Look at uh, the director of the FBI right now and all the problems that have gone on with the FBI. Ray hasn't cleaned it out. Look at uh, <clears throat> some of the things that uh, went on in the CIA. Look at uh, what went on in his uh, Department of Justice when uh, Bill Barr said, well, there was fraudulent activity, but not enough to change the election. The FBI should never have missed <clears throat> all that activity that was coming out of those countries that night. Why did he miss that? I mean, I, I can't tell you how disappointed I am in, uh, in Barr, the Attorney General Barr, who I thought was a straight shooter all the way in to the final day when he resigned and made those statements. Well, hold on so, with Barr. Did Barr get uh, cold feet, in your opinion, McInerney? Did he just get cold? Because I, I had the same sentiments you just had and said about Barr. I was a big fan and would have said, I could have said the same thing you just said. So what happened? He get cold feet? Somebody call him, uh, you know, uh, uh, to the head of the class and uh, threaten him? What, what do you think happened to Barr? Well, that's one way to express it. But he violated his oath to the Constitution they may have had something on him and uh, they used it, but you've got a good term. He got cold feet, but it's more than cold feet because he said, and DOJ had to know, and that is so corrupt now that, uh, that there was, because it's, it was too obvious, the corruption that went on and the fraudulent activity. It was, it was just massive. And they, and they made so many mistakes because Trump was winning the actual vote count, Malcolm, was 79 million votes for President Trump, 68 million for Biden. That's what the actual count was that we've been able to ascertain that I found out since you and I have talked. But that's what the actual number is, over 11 million vote differential. It was a landslide for uh, President Trump. And of course, what frustrates me is he knew, he knew that and why he didn't do something, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what it was, right. but he had Republicans advising them against it, not supporting them. Exactly. And, and that's a very troubling thing that the DOJ wasn't supporting them. Yeah, and yeah. so the corruption, mm -hmm. you wonder how Rome fell. Well, we're seeing that, mm -hmm. Malcolm, the danger. And the only, the only way we're going to save this is we the people. People like you, Malcolm, that, that let people like myself express it and, and let them know what the facts are and that it must be turned around. And if those state legislatures come back in and they, in fact, say what the actual vote was by doing the audits, then 
they'll have to be an electoral college reconvene. Now, the Democrats who control the House are not going to want to do it, but we the people are going to demand it. We want the facts out. We have never had an activity. It is the most dangerous threat to our entire republic that we have ever had. In uh, the way you say in your reference there, General McInerney, we the people, and you know, I reference it all the time, you're exactly right, because it is we the people, the power, and the, 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 the real power that control and hire these clowns in Washington. And until that uprising happens, we are at the mercy of, of, a, of a takeover here, so the likes we've never seen in our great nation. Uh, we're very alarmed, all of us are, General McInerney. All patriots are alarmed right now and really got a grasp of what's happening here, which you lay out very, very well uh, and understand that as you follow this complicated bouncing ball, a lot of people turned this off. You know, the election numbers you threw out there just moments ago make perfect sense. If you think about, you know, the basement campaign that Biden won, all right, he might be got some 60 some odd million, sure, because, you know, you've got those hard, fast people. But everybody in their right collective minds knew that there was no way you could run a presidential campaign. You couldn't run a mosquito control campaign at the likes of the way they ran that and win anything. And yet he won the whole thing. And they say a historical record of what, 80 some odd million votes. What you just lay out about Trump, I really appreciate what you say in the cold feet and bar and all. It's just really classic. I mean, but I, I get you. Now, with Trump in the 2022 election coming up, you're, you're, I'm sensing some sort of a optimism I'm, I'm, I'm getting from your body language right now. When it, and only in the sense of we the people is where I got that jump in your step right now. I mean, I don't have a polygraph attached to you or not or anything, but I get the sense of what you're saying. Do you, with Arizona now and all of this, in summary, do you, does, do you have any real gut feeling, conscious that something's going to happen in these next many weeks? And if not, and we get to 2022, you've got the House and the Senate at risk. Uh, if the election stuff or fraud is still happening, and then where's Trump in all this? Do you see him back as a player on the, on the world stage, or is his time done now? And is it just a matter of us picking up all of the... Uh, you know, the evidence on the floor. What's what's your big picture tell you here? Well, that's the $64 question. And let me give you my answer. Unless we do these audits, we're going to get the same answer we got in uh, 2020. And here's why. At 1130 on the evening of the 5th of January, I got a call from a source. And it said, the ISI in uh, Pakistan... Islamabad, Pakistan, is in the server in Fulton County, Georgia. Remember the election for the two senators in Georgia was on the 5th of January. At 11.30 at night, they put hammer and scorecard on Fulton County. And I called somebody. You know him, but I don't want to divulge his name. He happened to be in Atlanta. And I said, see if you can stop the election count. And of course, knowing it's impossible, Malcolm, to stop an election count. And he wasn't able to. But at 11.30, David Perdue and Kelly Lawson were ahead. By 12.30, they went behind and they forever lost. They would have won, but that election was won through cyber warfare. That one as well, you're saying. Two, wow. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's been no coverage were, about that point at all. Nothing has been said about what you just said. I know that. That's what's disturbing. And the fact is, those guys 
couldn't run a clown car, those two chaps, and particularly in Georgia. So what all these Republicans that say, wait till 2022, McConnell and all these guys. Right. You're going to lose again unless you fix the problem. Mm. You've got to address it as a nation. Hmm. That's why we the people and why what you're doing is so important, Malcolm, that we let the American people know we cannot let this stand until it has been officially audited and presented to the American people. And then I'll accept the answer. But I know what the answer is going to be. Hmm. Now, you know how hard the Democrats are going to fight on this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, we know this is the whole game that's being played out right in front of us. Uh, you know, I, I've got to tell you, uh, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, I, I, America salutes you, uh, General, uh, really, truly does salute you. Uh, you have been on the front of this thing and have been doing what you, again, your oath of office that you took and you protected as your solemn duty uh, to do exactly that. And for that, uh, we will forever be grateful, sir. Well, thank you very much. But America, wake up. Every American, this is going to be your Normandy, your Iwo Jima, your Battle of the Bulge, that 77 years ago, so many young Americans, 18 and 19, died for. We cannot let that happen. So every American, no matter what your Democrat, Republican, Independent, you must stand up and fight for this country now. You must take action. And yeah. thank you, Malcolm, for thank what you. you're doing. God thank bless you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he says it perfectly well right there. And uh, to stand up and, you know, the rallying call that General McInerney makes is, what do I say at the end of every broadcast to you, right? Get involved, get loud, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, the sidelines are not going to win this for us. We have to get involved and get loud. A tremendous uh, thank you to General Tom McInerney here. Uh, we are grateful for him in every way in his service to our great country. Uh, also tremendous thank you here to Colonel and Dr. Sellen, Lawrence Sellen, that is up front in the program as well. Uh, absolutely tremendous. Uh, now, what I want to do is take a, a pause here, a moment here. We're running way over, as you can see. But, you know, I just didn't want to cut the general off. He had some vital, vital information. And I, I just love to talk to him. I just uh, enjoy bringing his uh, his word to, uh, to, to, to the streets here. And it's so important we learn from all of this here. We'll take a quick pause right now, and we'll be back. I want to bring Mary Fannin on in just a moment here. Uh, You're listening to The Voice of a Nation here on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed 
with Healthy Cell's REM sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. While the cancel culture is determined to destroy our history, bringing violence and terror to city streets, America Out Loud will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Well, it uh, continues to be an extraordinary conversation, uh, one of of great uh, uh, magnitude for all of Americans. You hear the rallying call right there from uh, General Tom McInerney, uh, clearly a patriot. You know, again, the thing I say to you all the time, my fellow Americans, is you hear the passion and the voice, you hear the body language. Uh, The key here is for us to get this information out. And we have to do it in a way that makes uh, sense. Uh, So we're not pulled down from the oligarchs and some of these others. It's a very pretentious situation we're in right now where we are being silenced in so many ways. And it's why it's so vital. And it's why the general kept coming back to, well, the work you're doing, Malcolm. See, he understands the magnitude of this work. The general does. He realizes the risk we're all taking here and that we take it America out loud as well, that they will attempt to silence us more. Uh, he gets that. And that that really is the problem we're having. It, it's, it's a multifaceted challenge. Uh, that we are dealing with right now on levels that go beyond anything any of us could ever imagine. I'm telling you right now, you ju- you hear the people on the program here today and you you get the picture of what I'm talking about here. Let me bring on now Mary Fannin, please. And uh, you heard me talk about her a little bit in the program here. And uh, Mary's an investigative researcher, reporter, uh, the American Report. She does a great job. It is always a privilege and and pleasure to have her. The more I've gotten to know Mary, the more I appreciate her work and her as a patriot and a fellow uh, American here. She is outstanding. Um, Mary, we've had the pleasure now of her hearing uh, both uh, Colonel uh, Sellen, Lawrence Sellen, and uh, General Tom McInerney in a a very um, important, engaging conversation for Americans uh, the connectivity of these events now, Mary, when we're talking about, um, uh, well, uh, we hear McInerney right now about the election, and, and he's really on this. I mean, you can hear that. And you now he's thinking something's going to come of this Arizona thing. And a lot of other sources are telling me that as well. Many of us are still having a hard time believing because, as I said to him, the closer we get, Mary, to the truth, the more they layer on to pull it down. What does your gut feeling tell you now moving forward to this? And what evidence do we have? Because between now and 2022, it's kind of D-Day for America, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, What General McInerney and Colonel Sellen had to tell the American people is 
it is about our survival. It is about what is taking place in America. Um, it is so important, as Dr. Peter Price says, what we're looking at are these attacks on our country. Uh, we will lose our country. We will become a, a vessel of China. And, you know, Mike Lindell and I, we put together absolute proof, absolute interference and scientific proof. Uh, we have another uh, movie coming, but I will, some of the things that General uh, uh, McInerney said are so important. We had interference, cyber warfare, attack on our election. We have the evidence. We collected it before, during, and after the election, showing every vote that China came in and flipped to Joe Biden. Uh, this, this was an act of war. And if you don't think this was on purpose, then why don't we, let's just consider unrestricted warfare, unrestricted warfare. The two Chinese colonels released in 1999, and they told how they were going to take down the United States of America. They talked about bioweapon attacks. They, they, they say they will they'll go with lawfare. They will use those that they own are the, the traitor class who kept putting out, putting forth lies that the mainstream media backed up about President Trump. Uh, that was the political aspect. Then there was economic warfare. They came to destroy our GDP. We had a soaring GDP. China was collapsing, but after they took over the country, took over after this election, their GDP has soared 18%, 18%. Now, they also said they would have network warfare. What is network warfare? Well, that was the attack on our solar wind, the colonial pipeline, the grid, that's network warfare, terrorism. What is the terrorism for? Well, that is to make the nation feel a very great sense of insecurity, to make the American people uncomfortable. This was all put in place by China. When they tell you that they're coming to destroy you, believe them, believe them. That is what's taken place. But there's some other things that have taken place. We had the uh, Chinese CCP members coming out crowing about taking down the United States with uh, biowarfare, with economic warfare. Uh, this is no accident. And if we had a mainstream media that was bothering to tell the truth, the American people would know about this. Something that Colonel Stalin said was most important, most important. The Obama White House Director of Science and Technology, his science czar was John Holdren. Colonel Stalin told that the science czar with Anthony Fauci changed the gain of function, unbeknownst to President Trump. That meant that the gain of function was approved by the Obama White House through John Holdren. John Holdren is a longtime known communist. He works with uh, a group of communists, but beyond that, this is the same man that said that we needed to surrender our country to planetary regime, to the planetary regime. John Holdren is a climate um, change man who believes that there has to be population control. John Holdren was exposed when they went into the uh, hack the emails at the University of East Anglia, where they showed that they were collaborating to lie about climate warming, climate change. Uh, this was in order to take control of the American people. So the fact that John Holdren was collaborating with Anthony Fauci should concern every American because the, the smoking gun 
is the furine cleavage site. That is the gain of function that made these viruses more lethal. That spike protein is put in place in order to increase lethality. Really step back from this and understand, you mentioned 1999 and the two officers there, you were talking about from the Chinese perspective of, and I love the way you said, well, if they tell you what they're gonna do, you might wanna believe it at some point. Well, there's been a fair amount of evidence that comes to the conclusion of what you say there that they have been telling us an awful lot. Trump was probably the threat as far as this moment in time. Is that your guess as well, Mary, as to why this happened right now? Was was Trump? I mean, what are the reason would there be that they picked this particular moment in time? Well, look at the Praetorian Guard that surrounded President Trump, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that they uh, actually were not working for him. Look at Bill Barr. Look at some of the people that surrounded President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, James Comey, James Comey. I used to be a communist. I don't know what I am now. Yeah. Have we ever had an FBI director yeah. who was bragging about being a, a communist? Um, this was reported in the New Yorker. However, if the mainstream media had done the right thing and put this information forward, they would understand that the people that surrounded President Trump were traitors. Let's get that straight. They were yeah. traitors to the United States of America. Yeah. Further, if anyone had per, had reported that Chen Ping, the Chinese professor who works at the highest level of the CCP, when he told that China won the trade war, the science and technology war, and especially the biological war, he's saying our achievement is unprecedented. He said this is historical. He said, so the liberal American worshiping cult within China, guess what, folks? We just won all of this, and, and the United States was beaten back to its original form with biological mm. warfare. Wow. This is from China's own CCP, high, highest level. Yeah, yeah, and that has been reported on what you say right there, Mary. Uh, that has been reported on. And now it draws me to a conclusion here that what I put out there, I think Mary's exactly right. I, I actually endorse, agree with what she's saying that I, I think, and I've always felt this, uh, my friends, that the, the people around Trump, the multiples of people, we mentioned Bar Meadows, there's a whole host of them. Remember, a lot of these people, some of them may have good intentions. Others do not have good intentions. You you understand what I mean. You can come down the litany list and figure that out. But I think the pressure on Trump overwhelmingly, you know, I'm thinking back to the day that he and Melania, the first lady, left the White House. We all knew it was wrong. We had when he remember when he walked out of the White House and the helicopter was there. You remember that moment, everyone? And we knew that it was happening in real time. And we knew that Trump, I, I almost felt, in fact, I have to tell you truthfully, I thought he was going to go and say something more. You knew he, well, how do you say? You knew he wanted to say something more. You remember he had the little, you know, they had the moment he stopped and then talked to the American people. And it was a moment in time, kind of just like when Nixon was thrown out in that way and left in a different way. But you know what I'm saying in a moment of disgrace for the nation. Uh, not, not that this was a moment of disgrace, but it was a disgrace for freedom and for liberty for our country. And you knew that Trump wanted to stop this and he wanted to say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. We've got to tell the truth here, people. It's like a bunch of actors. You know what I'm saying? It's like actors and all the actors are around you. And you say it really is. It's like it's like a play or a movie. And, and you know, he's going to say that, but he doesn't. And he sort of goes away quiet in the night. That was a moment for me. 
and it got me thinking even in a bigger way, that moment got me thinking, why was that happening? Why did Trump sort of stand down? And, you know, General McInerney referenced that and was incensed with the fact that people like him and Barr and others didn't back to the oath of office. Because remember, a military officer will die for their country. You, you remember that, people. That's a, that's a unique brand. You, you see where I'm at here? Well, that's a unique patriot. It just is. In the history of our country, it takes a very special breed to be willing to lay down their life for our nation. Keep that in your mind right there. So McInerney makes that statement like, well, was there an option there? Like, this is like General Custer's last moment. Of course you're going to do something here. And that's where he was incensed by the whole thing. Interesting point of reference to bring that to you there. So I, I put that caveat out there. I think the pressure was suffocating. And I knew that moment when Trump left, it was the moment that uh, we would regret as a nation and I was so hoping he would have had something at that moment to stop this from happening. I prayed as the most, well, as well, you know, I mean, come on, or the most powerful person in the world. That's what's always said about the president of the United States. It's a bunch of rubbish at this point. It's not the most powerful person in the world. That, that's, that's been nixed now. That doesn't exist, people. So think about that. And here he is. He, he, he falls. And now then you hear the comments and the things from Selen, Colonel Selen, Dr. Selen, and also General McInerney. We're at war. And people are running around still trying to talk about your vaccine and your mask. I mean, we, we, they're, and they're doing it in a very uh, strategic and clever way through biological means and cyber means. And it's inside actors and outside actors. So that's what we're dealing with. That's my take from this thing. And people, I do not drink Kool-Aid, any flavor, any brand. I'll leave you with that thought. And we appreciate very much Colonel Lawrence Sellen, General Tom McInerney, Mary Fennin. And we thank you out there. And remember, it's time to get involved and get loud.